working power in the blood oh, of the Lamb. There is power, power, yes, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, there is power, power, yes, wonder working power in the blood oh, of the Lamb. There is power, power, yes, wonder working And would you be wider, much wider than snow? There's power in the blood, yes, power in the blood. Oh, sin, sailor lost in his life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. Thank God there's power, power, yes, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there is working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Thank God there's power, power, yes, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, yes, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. And would you do service for Jesus your there's power in the blood, power in the blood, and would you live daily as praises to sing. There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, yes, there's power, power, yes, wonder-working power in the blood, oh, of the Lamb. There is power, power, yes, wonder-working power in the precious. Working power in the blood oh, of the Lamb. There is power, power, yes, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Thank God there's power, power, yes, wonder working power in the blood oh, of the Lamb. There is power, power, yes, wonder working precious blood of the McMullen, Brother Seal, Jeremy Childress, we remember all that are sick, not able to be in church. And let's ask God to have his way here tonight. He sees every need, so let's love him, church. Thank you, God, for your mercy your grace. Thank you for your
may be seen if you like. And there's going to be a baby shower for Ray and Mallory Martinez in the gym Tuesday, January the 12th at 6.30. So remember that if you would. Hallelujah. Brothers, if you'll bring the offering pans, we'll receive the offering. And Sister Brandy's going to come and get ready to sing. We're going to continue to have good church. Glory.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't everybody clap your hands under the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. God's house is always a good place to be. Amen. God's house is always the best place to be. Amen. So thankful for another opportunity to come together to worship and to praise and to magnify God, to give Him glory and honor and praise for He is worthy. He's good, not just some of the time, but He's good all the time. He's good when it's sun shining. He's good when it's raining. He's good when the wind's blowing. He's good when the skies are clear. Amen. We're serving a good God, a long-time God, a never-failing God. And aren't we so glad tonight that we're serving a merciful God? Because without His mercy, all of us would be consumed tonight. Thank God for His mercy. Amen. Good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord tonight. I know it's a nasty, nasty night outside, hopefully... Hopefully, uh, I think about 10 o'clock it's supposed to stop raining, so I'll try to keep you here where you won't get wet. And um, no, we'll try not to do that, but I think it's supposed to stop after a while. But uh, I appreciate everyone being faithful to the house of God, all of those who have joined us on the Internet tonight. Lord bless each and every one of you. I ask you to join in and have church together with us. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter Number one, First Corinthians chapter number one. I'll read one passage of scripture there, uh, verse number two, and uh, try my best to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service tonight. And First um, Corinthians chapter number one, verse number two, unto the church of God which is in Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Jesus Christ, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. The Word of God says, as Paul is opening up the letter to the church at Corinth, he says, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth. Then he goes on to say that to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. How many is glad that you've been sanctified in Christ Jesus? Called. To be saints. Everybody say called to be saints. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Lift your hands toward heaven. And your voices out to God. And ask God for His help today. God, we love you today. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given us to come together. To worship. To praise. To glorify. To magnify your great name. You are wonderful. You are mighty, you are powerful, God, and we give you the praise for it. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to let your word go forth tonight. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, our spirits to the understanding and knowledge of your word tonight, Lord. Anoint me to obey you. 
to say what you would have me to say, anoint us to hear, to receive, to respond, and to apply it to our lives. And everybody said, in the name of Jesus, clap your hands unto the Lord, lift your voice and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Now, you can be seated if you promise not to go to sleep on me tonight. Most of the time, we make you promise to help us preach, but just promise not to go to sleep on me tonight. Amen. I want to, um, I want to talk to you about uh, something I feel that is very, very important. Of course, I feel that it's all important, or I wouldn't waste my time talking to you about it. But this is a very important subject, and I want to talk to us about the church tonight. And uh, I, I believe that the church is of the utmost necessity today. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that church is essential. Amen. It's not just a business, but it is essential. And uh, I believe that it is necessary. If any place is necessary to go, the church is a necessary place to go. And... Um, I, um, I, I, I mentioned this the other day and, and, uh, because the word had got out that I said that if you come to church, you cannot catch the virus. Uh, I did not say that. And, um, you can catch a virus at church. Um, be that known. So that's the reason why you shouldn't be hugging everybody's neck and all of that stuff. But it doesn't matter. You can wear a mask, it covers your entire face. If you hug somebody's neck that's got the virus, there's a good chance that you're going to catch it. So I think that you should use wisdom. And you can also, you know, that would be as foolish as thinking that if you go to church and you're on your way to church, you would never have a flat on your car. How many's ever had a flat on the way to church or on the way home for church? How many's ever had your car to break down on the way to church or on the way home from church? How many's ever had an accident on the way to church or on the way home from church? We even had some to have an accident pulling right out here on the highway. There is there is there is no there is no way that we could say that church would protect you from all of the ailments. I I feel I feel pretty confident that I've I've caught a bug or two at church. I have I have prayed for people and when I lay my hand on their head I say, Oh my Lord, why did you come tonight? Because they're burning up with fever. And uh, so we have we have uh shared things. There's there's been people that that has even shared Never mind, I'm not going to mention that. That would get all of you scratching your head tonight. But, <laughs> so there has been, there has been things that have been shared that is not, not, um, very good at church. I can remember, I can remember, um, I was in a foreign country and, uh, I was praying for some people and I, I got to looking at this one person's head, and uh, that was really close, and I noticed little things crawling around in there, and I said, oh, Lord, help us all. 
And uh, so there is things that that happen, and um, because you know, church does not does not protect us from all of those things. Although church is a place of safety, but it's a place of safety for the soul. It's a place that we go to get help from God. And I tell you, I tell you, when I'm when I'm in trouble, when I'm not in trouble, but when I'm in trouble. I want to get to the house of God. And I want to get there just as quick as I can. And I know this building does not contain the the power and the glory of God, but it is a building that we have dedicated and consecrated to the worship and the praise and the glory of God. And I know that when I have come here, that there has been so many times that I have... I've gotten strength, I've gotten help, I've gotten encouragement, I've gotten healing, I've got deliverance, I've got set free, I've found salvation in the house of the Lord. So it means a lot to me, and when I find the devil wanting to keep me out of the house of God and giving me excuses not to be in the house of God, I find in my spirit a greater need and a greater desire and a greater hunger to be in the house of God. God has always, He has always placed His church. Now, now, uh, I, I'm talking about more than just a building here, but God has always placed His church in adverse places. And, uh, His church has seemed to thrive in adversity. In the very beginning, when the Holy Ghost was poured out, the second chapter of the book of Acts and the day of Pentecost that there was 3,000 souls that was added to the church. And then they said that there was added to the church daily such as should be saved. In the midst of adverse conditions and persecution came against the church. It did not stop the church. It caused the church to spread like wildfire. It was like throwing gasoline onto a fire. It just began to spread. It began uh, to move and, and to consume everything that seemed to stand in its way. It seemed to be that when they would put those in prison for preaching the gospel, that revival and the Holy Ghost would break out in the prison. We find that. The jailer was converted in the prison when they locked up Paul and Silas. That, that no matter what kind of adverse conditions that, that the devil would come against the church with, it seemed like the church would always thrive and always go forward and always consume, uh, the very, and storm the very gates of hell. Now, I, I read from the beginning of the letter uh, from the Apostle Paul to a church at Corinth. Corinth was a church that was started by the Apostle Paul somewhere in 52 A.D. Corinth was not a, a very uh, godly city, to say the least. Corinth was a new city that was built uh, by the Roman Empire and uh, became to become the capital of Greece in 44 B.C. The, uh, the city's population was somewhere 
between 100,000 and 700,000 people, according to different sources. Now, you can find how 100 to, to 700,000 is quite a big gap there, but depends on what sources that you are reading. And uh, I don't know how they determine all of these things to be facts, but I guess on uh, artifacts and things that they have they have discovered uh, since then. But it was a very populated area, and uh, it was run by uh, the Roman Empire, which means that the Romans were not godly people at all. They were not holy people. They were not God-fearing people. Uh, when you read about the Roman Empire, you can see the corruption and all the things that, that was going on and all the things that they participated in, uh, the drunken brawl, sexual perversion, uh, homosexuality, all kinds of uh, child, uh, child uh, sex, slavery, and it was a very evil and ungodly time and a very evil and ungodly uh, city. But God places a church right in the midst of the evil that is going on for the saving, for the saving of people. God loves people. God has always loved people. People has been God's prized creation, and God has gone to great extremes to save to the uttermost. And so the church was placed there for a purpose. The church of God cannot be bought out. The church of God cannot be starved out. The church of God cannot be burnt out. The church of God cannot be put out, stomped out, imprisoned out. The church of God cannot because the church of God is a church that has been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. What makes that? That makes the church's owner is Christ Jesus. And when Christ Jesus is in control, that is ultimate control. There is nothing any greater, there is nothing any bigger, there's nothing more powerful, there's nothing any stronger than Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The church is built upon a rock. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18 it says, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Not meaning that there will not be attacks against the church. There has always been an attack of the devil against the church. But what it is meaning is the gates of hell shall not prevail. There is nothing that the devil is going to do that is going to prevail and take over and dominate the church of the living God. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. What does the church, the importance is, is what does the church mean to you? Now, you are the only thing 
that can stop the church from working in your life. So I think that it is a very important question that all of us ask ourselves today. What does the church mean to us? How important is the church to us? Now, now before someone misunderstands what I am talking about and what I am saying, I know that there is people that is sincerely uh, fearful of the virus that is going on, rightfully so. I understand that. And uh, I know some people are are staying home because of that. I understand that. But don't let the devil tell you, don't let the devil tell you for one moment that it is safe to go to Walmart and unsafe to go to church. Now, because that is that is the lie and the deception of the adversary. I believe that you are to keep yourself as safe as you possibly can and protect your, yourself in every way that you can. But I go anywhere I want to, whenever I want to, however I want to, and I'm not going to stay out of the house of God because I am fearful and afraid. Because to me, to me, now, now if the devil tried to tell me that, that's the devil trying to diminish the importance of the house of God in my life. And so I feel that it is very important to understand that and have the knowledge of that and an understanding of that. Because there is a spirit in the world today. Amen. There is a spirit in the world today. I, I was reading today and they were reporting that, that a church, I believe it was in Chicago, I'm not, I might have my cities mixed up. I didn't read the whole article, but, but there was, there was people that caught the virus because they went to a candlelight service right on Christmas Day or whenever they do that, the night before Christmas or whatever, however they do that. And they caught the virus, and that's where they caught the virus at. Probably, it's possibly so, they might, they might have caught it there. But I tell you one thing, pretty much something that we all have in common is, we all go to Walmart and we all go eat. And so, so I would say that if I caught it, if I catch it, I'm gonna catch it at Walmart. That's just where I choose to catch it at. And so that's how foolish it is of saying, oh, we can trace it back. We can trace it back. And I've read articles in the paper that we have found that, 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 uh, and I, I have read this and it frustrates me to no end that they'll say that there is no proven cases that you have caught it at the grocery store, at Walmart, and at restaurants. Come on, man. Use common sense. That waiter that is waiting on you has touched every glass in that building. And he is not washing his hands before he pours you a glass of tea. And have you ever noticed this? Now this, this really bothers me because I'm really picky about eating after people and drinking after people. I don't even drink after my kids. But, but you ever notice when they pour you a glass of tea, how many of them touches the top of your glass with that pitcher? Virus cannot be spread that way. You're safe. That's what they say. Because, now I know they're, they're, I know it's real. We've lost people to the virus. 
I know it's real. This is not what I've come to preach about tonight, but I'm off on this subject. I know it's real. I am not diminishing that. Amen. I know that I was sick when I got it. I know my family members was sick when they got it. I know a lot of you have been very sick when you got it. I understand that. But this is, this is the fact that there is an attack, a spiritual attack. And I don't believe some of our leaders and representatives even understand the attack that is going against religion. Because it's a spiritual thing that's happening nationwide and worldwide that is going, and especially in our nation. There is, there is a group of people that hates religion. They hate it with a passion. They hate the fact that churches are tax exempt. They hate that. They hate that you can get a, a, a donation slip from the church to where it helps out on your taxes. They hate that because they hate the church and the work of God. There is a big picture that all of us need to get a grasp and get a hold of. That we are being set up for the second coming of the Lord. Amen. That, that this is not, this is not by accident. This is not by coincidence. This virus is not by accident. It's all been orchestrated by the power of God, and He is getting His church ready. I'm telling you, church, if there's ever been a time where we need to be more dedicated, more focused on the work of God and the kingdom of God and our relationship with God, we are living in that time. Amen. And so there is this attack. How many, how many has listened or read the news today? Amen. That's scary, people. I'm telling you, we are setting on a powder keg. This country is divided 50-50. Now we want to think that there's more conservative people in America than what there is, uh, liberals. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not like that anymore. The big cities are outpopulating the communities in the rural areas. And they are pushing their agenda. Amen. You just read some of the agenda that is on, uh, on uh, Biden's plate of what they're going to push through. And now since they've got the Senate, brother, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. We are in trouble. We are in trouble. This country's in trouble. Amen. There is no way that God is not getting angry at America. When we legalize same-sex marriage and we legalize killing innocent babies, even, even up until birth, and then trying to legalize it where, with the consent of two doctors, even after birth, you can have and you can choose to take that baby's life. God is getting ready to judge America. And I love this country. I am very patriotic and I love this country. But I want to tell you, this is the church's hour. This is our time. 
This is our opportunity. <laughs> Amen. This is not a time that we should fear. This is not a time, oh, oh man, I love life the way it is. I love life, man. I love having things. I love enjoying things. I love traveling. I love my family. I love America. There is no better place in the world than America. And I wish everything could stay just like it is and we could live a thousand years here. But that's not the case. I'm telling you, it's coming a shaking. Amen. There's going to be an awakening. And it's time for the church to rise up in this dark hour and this dark time and say at the very gates of hell, there is a church. There is a place of hope. There is a place of safety. There is a place of deliverance. There is a place of strength. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. And just as I condemn uh, BLM and Antifa and all of those organizations that's looting and tearing up stores and, and burning down things, just as I, I am against that, I'm against of whoever and whatever group and organization that was today that stormed the Capitol building, that's as wrong as anything. We don't need that in America. That's not the way you fight. Amen. 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 We need the help and the grace and the mercy of God. Amen. But church, come on now. In the dark hour, in the dark night, the darker the night, the brighter the light of God is. Amen. There's hope in the house of God. There's strength. There's peace. There's safety in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 And I pray to God in this redneck area that we are living in that our God and our church is more important than our gun that we have in our gun cabinet and our gun that's in our console of our vehicle and our gun that some of you might have on you right now. Amen. Take my gun, but I've got to have the church. I can live without a pistol or a machine gun or an AR-15, but I can't live without the church. Amen. Amen. I've, I've seen, I've seen the caption and I've heard it. And I, I, I believe, uh, I, I can't even remember his name. Charleston Heston. That made the saying, uh, popular. You can pry it out of my cold, dead fingers. That's the only way you're going to get my gun away from you. Amen. I wish tonight that we would leave this place with a new fire and a new zeal and a new determination that devil, you ain't going to get my church. The only way is you're going to get it out of my cold, dead fingers when I'm no longer here, but I'm up there having church. You can't have my house of worship. You can't have the house of God. You can't have my joy, my peace, my strength, my hope, my help. Amen. Amen. But I fear, I fear, and I, I think this is a place that we are, church. Now, I'm very patriotic, and I will continue to be that way. 
Amen. We fly the American flag and we will continue to fly the American flag. And I appreciate all of those who have served and have served and those who have given their life to where I have the opportunity to preach to you tonight. Amen. But I want to tell you more important than our country is the church. Amen. More important than our country is our relationship with God. Amen. Listen at me, people. We don't have time to bicker amongst one another. We don't have time to fight in marriage relationships. We don't have time to fight in families. We don't have time to fight as neighbors. We don't have time to fight as church members. Amen. But we need to get together and have a place where people can come to that have no hope, that have no strength, that have no help in the world. It's the church. It's the church. It's the church. Amen. Paul said at the very gates of hell in a very new city that the Roman Empire had set up to be a capital of Greece. Amen. God wants to build a church. Amen. At the very gates of hell, God wants to build a church. Amen. At the very place where the devil says it's impossible, God will establish a church. Amen. In this time and day that we are living in and the devil says it's impossible to have revival. It's impossible to live holy. It's impossible to have a church. I come to tell you today, stay in the church. The church is going to make it. The church is going to survive. The church is a place of help. The church is a place of safety and strength. Amen. 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 The world needs the church. Amen. They may not know how bad the world needs the church. Taking the church out of the world is even dumber than defunding the police. Amen. Can you imagine the chaos? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the turmoil? Can you imagine what all would happen in our community if there was no sheriff's department and there was no Sealsby Police Department? What's so funny is some of them dumb people that don't want you to have a police is calling the police when they have a problem and mad because they can't get anybody. That's how stupid people can be. I shouldn't say that, but that's how foolish people can be. And people that says the world don't need a church, the church is obsolete, the church is something for years ago, the church is not of necessity today. Amen. I come to tell you more than a police department, more than the military, more than the sheriff's department. God, I've got to have the church. The church is a safe place. The church is a place of hope and strength and help to the hurting. Amen. The church has to be the church. 
The church has to do what the church has been called to do. If we are the church of God, bought with His blood, we will take on the mind of Christ and do what Christ did. In Luke chapter 19 and verse number 10, it said, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. That's the sole purpose of the church. Not to where we can come back and shout our little dance and dance our little jig around the front and give our little offering and have our little fellowship. No, no, no. The church is a soul-saving station. That's what we've been called to do. We've got to have a love for lost souls. We've got to have a hunger for lost souls. We got to pray for lost souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've got to take on the mind of Christ and fulfill the work that God has called us to do. We have revival most of the time. Most of the time the revival that we have is God. I've got to have a renewing. God, I've got to have a blessing. God, I've got to have my problems fixed. God, I've got to have my situation solved. When we come to church and we don't have time to think about the lost soul that is sitting there on the pew. Amen. Let's get our mind off of our own struggles and our own problems and realize there's a lost community. There's a lost world. we got lost children. we got lost loved ones. Oh, we got to get them in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, but we have turned the church in just to a place, just for for us. It's for us. It's for us. Oh, bless me, God, and there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. But we are so selfish with the blessings and the glory and the grace of God to where we're like a funnel and we want to soak it in. Amen. But I want to tell you, when we get full, it ought to start bubbling out of us. Oh, I don't need anything tonight, so I don't need to help anybody. No, no, no. Listen at me, church. Amen. That's what we are here for. When somebody comes to pray, we ought to pray with them until they pray through and get what they need from God. Don't set back. You are the church. You are the church. You ought to perform the work of the church. Amen. Amen. It never, this, this is one of the most amazing things. Amen. I'm supposed to be teaching a Bible study tonight and I got a little excited, but, but, and, and I'm trying, trying to come to a close. I'm closer than what you think. Amen. But if you don't think I'm too close, I'm closer than what you think. But, but this is the most, this is one of the things that amaze me the most about people, watching people. And seeing people come to the house of God. I see this so many times. You know, I sit up here and I'm, I, I, I observe a lot of people, although some people think I'm watching them and I'm really not. And, um, so, so I, I sit up here and I look at people and one night they come to church and they pray in the prayer time and they worship in the worship time and they, they give in the giving time and, 
And man, they're excited in the altar time and they're praying in the altar time, helping somebody. And then the next day, I mean 24 hours later, they come there and sit there and a million miles away. And I'm thinking, so we love God yesterday, but we don't love God today. So God's worthy to be praised yesterday, but He's not worthy to be praised today. Now, I understand that people feel different and sometimes you don't feel good. I understand that. But I want to tell you, every time we come to church, it doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter how we think. It doesn't matter what we're going through. What matters is God is still on the throne. You might not feel good and you might not jump as high as you did last night, but kick your leg. Pat your hand on the pew. Let the devil know, hey, I'm still in favor with God. Amen. Amen. If I could get you, if I could motivate you, if I could convince you, if I could preach it in you enough that every time you come to the house of God, have a praise in your heart, have a bounce in your step, try to help somebody get to where they're trying to go. There is no telling what God would do in our midst if we would come with the attitude of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You think, you think for one moment, every night I come to church, I feel like dancing. And I feel like running the aisles and I feel like preaching. <laughs> Some of you say you feel like preaching every night because when you get up there you preach all night. No, no, there's sometimes, lots of times I don't feel like it. But it's not according to the way I feel. When you understand it's according to His greatness. And follow me anywhere I go. I was preaching at a very large meeting and I was standing on the platform and uh, I was waiting for my night to preach and and uh, I was standing there with a lot of the dignitaries and and uh, some of them stood there very calm cool and collective and I said man I, I can't they got the singing I got the pawing at the carpet on the platform and I got the And I thought, well, I need to be dignified, and I try to stand there dignified, but I can't be dignified. Why? Because it's not about who I am, it's about who He is, and how great He is. And you know what? You know what I done? I took my little, my little shuffle right there on the platform. Amen. Why? Because God is great and He's greatly to be praised. Come on church. Just be the church. Just be the church. Just be the church. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We lead, we, we use the cop out of, well, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect, so I shouldn't worship. I'm not perfect, so I shouldn't get involved. I'm not perfect, so I shouldn't shout. I'm not perfect, so I shouldn't lift my hands. 
If you're waiting for you to be perfect to do that, you're never going to be doing it. None of us are perfect. We are made perfect only by the blood of Jesus Christ. What that means is that's not meaning that we in this physical body is is made perfect. Amen. But it's made every time we raise our hands. Can you picture it like this? That when we raise our hands, our hands are going through a bloodline. And when we raise our hands, our hands, what Jesus sees is our hands is covered by the blood. Amen. When we dance our dance. Amen. Our dance is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am made perfect by His blood. Not by my righteousness. Amen. Don't let the devil, don't let the devil talk to you and use that as a cop out. Amen. In your worship and your praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. But it's time, it's time, no greater time than right now. Amen. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen when the new regime takes full control. We don't know what's going to take place. We don't know what kind of, what kind of rulings or what kind of changes will come that will force us to do certain things or try to force us out. You say, oh, that's not going to happen. I promise you, it's going to happen. It may not happen in the next four years, but it's going to happen. Amen. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm a prophet of, of telling you in the midst of Corinth. Amen. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to use a scare tactic on you. But what I'm trying to tell you, that in the midst of Corinth, in the midst of a major city that the Roman Empire had set up to be a capital, in the very midst of that, Paul addresses a church. Hey, come on, saints of God. You that are called to be saints, just keep living the life. Keep fighting the fight. Keep opening the doors. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep living for God. Oh, the church is going to go. The church is going to grow. The church is going to succeed. The church will continue to have revival until the Lord comes back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand tonight. So at the very gates of hell, at the very gates of hell, God will have a church. Amen. And those gates are not going to prevail against the church. Attack? Yes. Push against? Yes. Come against, yes. But it will not take over the church. Amen. God is going to have a church.
And what I'm going to do is I'm going to be in the church letting God work through me. Amen. Come on, church. Get a burden for lost souls. Get a hunger like you've never had before. Get a desire to tell somebody about Jesus. You say, oh, don't anybody want it? Oh, yes. And I want to tell you, the closer we get, the closer we get, the more stirred up people's going to get. Amen. we got to tell them about the Lord. Amen. No time to backslide. Listen at me, church. Listen at me, you that's not been able to come to the house of God. Don't quit. Don't backslide. Slide, don't back up. Amen. Get closer to God. Pray more. Fast more. Worship more. Talk to God more. Read your Bible more. Get closer to God and let your light shine brighter than ever before. Give God some praise in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's worship the Lord together right now. God, I praise You. God, I worship You. God, I magnify You. God, I glorify You. God, I lift up Your name. Oh, I'm so thankful to be in the church. I'm so thankful that I have a church. I'm so thankful that I have a place to come to worship and to glorify and to praise our great God. Hallelujah. 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 There's always somebody that's hungry. There's always somebody that's desiring God. Amen. I was looking last Wednesday night. I was peeking at y'all through the camera system. And I was looking and I, I zoomed in right there on that back seat. And I said, who is that? And I said, boy. And I turned to another camera where I could get a better view. And I looked and it was the Emmels there. Amen. I don't know about you. I wasn't expecting them to be there. Amen. See, God always has somebody that He's talking to. Amen. Was here Sunday and God touched them here tonight. Amen. And God's working. Amen. See, there's somebody that God is always talking to. Hallelujah. 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 I'm so thankful for what God is doing. Amen. I'm glad to see what God is doing in Sister Marie's life. And through her, God's going to save Jason Cooper. Who would have ever thought it? (laughs) Amen. God is working. Don't believe the lie. The church is strong. The church is powerful. The church is victorious. The church is on its way up. Not now. The church is a good place to be. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Remember church Sunday morning. Let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Bring somebody with you to the house of God. Amen. There's no telling what God will do for us. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. You wasn't even expecting that, see?